Hello. Oh, yeah. Cool. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Ha, ah, thank you. Great, great morning. Beautiful sunshine. Hi, everyone. Good to have you here. Hi, everyone sitting at the tables. Hi there, children. Good to see you guys. So, you know what? You, you want to come up forward a bit? I'll, I'll come forward myself. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be a family together. So, we're continuing on looking at the letters that John wrote, the three letters that John wrote. And uh, uh, we've been doing that for a couple of weeks now. Um, John wrote three letters towards the latter part of his life. And uh, it was to call his readers back to the three basics of Christian life. True doctrine, obedient living, and fervent devotion. And uh, we started with Duncan reminding us that uh, John was with Jesus. And uh, he was an eyewitness to what Jesus did. And he walked with him. Uh, from John's gospel, we can see he is likely to have been the beloved disciple who reclined next to Jesus at the Last Supper, if you remember. And uh, he stood at the foot of the cross when Jesus was crucified. In fact, Jesus entrusted his mother, Mary, to John's care, if you remember that part. And uh, with Peter, he witnessed the empty tomb on the first Easter morning. And uh, he also... Uh, spoke with and he ate with, he had breakfast with Jesus, the resurrected Jesus, by the lakeside. Do you remember that one? So this, John walked with Jesus and he, he, this, he his, his gospel says he loved Jesus. So we are, we are looking at his three letters and uh, my passage is from 1 John 2, 7, 27. I've got it on, on, uh, on a PowerPoint. Could we, could we have a couple of guys help me read this? I have written it out, typed it out, so that uh, we are on the same uh, version of the scripture. Would, uh, would, would a couple of people help me read the scripture, please? So... Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So maybe, yeah, then maybe you, you can read up to here, and I'll get someone else to read up to it. Thank you. The New Commandment. Beloved, I am writing you no new commandment, but an old commandment that you, have, that you had from the beginning. The old commandment is the words that you have heard. At the same time, it is a new commandment that I am writing to you, which is true in him and in you because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. Whoever says he is in the light and hates his brother is still in darkness. Whoever loves his brother abides in the light and in him there is no cause for stumbling. But whoever hates his brother is in the darkness and walks in the darkness and does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. I am writing to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. I am writing to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I am writing to you, young men, because you have overcome the evil one. I write to you, children, because you know the Father. 
I write to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you are strong, and the word of God abides in you, and you have overcome the evil one. Thank you, Nick. Does anyone else want to read the next part? This is a long scripture. <laughs> okay, thank you. So we're reading from 15, do not end and that part. Let's go. Thank you. Uh, Do you not love the world or the things in the world? If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and pride of life is not from the Father but is from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. Children, it is the last hour. And as you have heard, the Antichrist is coming. So now many Antichrists have come. Therefore, we know that it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For for if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out, that it might become plain that they are all are are not of us. (laughs) But you have been anointed by the Holy One, and you will have knowledge. I write to you, not because you do not know the truth, but because you know it, and because no liar is of the truth. Who is, who is the liar but he who des- denies that Jesus is the Christ? This is the Antichrist, he who denies the Father and the Son. No one who, d- who denies the Son has the Father. Whoever confesses the Son has the Father also. Let what you heard from the beginning abide in you. If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, then you too will abide in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he made to us, eternal life. I write these things to you about those who are trying to deceive you. But the anointing that you received from him abides in you. And you have no need that anyone should teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about everything and is true and is no lie, just as it is has taught you, abide in him. Thank you. Thank you, Claire. Brilliant. The scripture itself is quite explanatory, isn't it? it, it, it uh, John's writing, he, he uh, uh, I think uh, uh, we looked at last week, it's not linear, it's, it, he writes and he comes back and he explains the, this same topic a, a bit more and uh, comes back again and he amplifies it or expands it. So by just going through the uh, scripture, you, you, you'll hear what God's saying. So how I'm going to do it is I'm going to uh, do it in, uh, in four sections. And uh, what I thought was if I kind of break it down into four sections, we'll look at them in two four chunks. Yeah, so we're looking at the first one, the new commandment, and uh, expressing confidence and uh, don't love the wrong thing and abide in him. The, the, in John's gospel, as well as in these three letters, John speaks a lot about abiding in him. He says, uh, abide in my, abide, abide in the word, abide in the light. Talks a lot about abiding in him. So we will, we will, uh, we will go away with looking at abiding in him today. But also, I felt while I was putting this together, while I was preparing, I felt God wanted us to be uh, at this time, not be timid about our faith, not be timid about 
what we believe in, what we know as truth. And, and I felt like um, what, uh, what Colin brought, take courage. I felt God wants us to just not be timid, but take courage, knowing that he is our rock. He is faithful. He is, his spirit is in us. He abides in us. So, uh, no brainer. <laughs> we, uh, we take courage. But having said that, I'm just going to say it now itself. Last night, I was melting away, as you were saying. <laughs> I was, you know, it's easy to say, like, take courage, and, uh, and, and, and this scripture is clear. But last night, I'd done all the notes, and then I was like, kind of, oh, man, this, <laughs> I had a bit of a wobble, let's say. I was melting away, and courage disappeared. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, uh, chatting with, uh, chatting with Emma and, and praying about it, and, I was able to come on, take take a group. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I want. I I, I hope I would um, encourage you to uh, not be timid, but be courageous. And uh, uh, as we go through the sections, uh, my prayer is that you would ask God to to help you understand uh, how you can take courage, how you can not be timid, but and not shy away, but. Uh, Know that He is with you, and and you, His promises are yes and amen, and God has a plan for you. So, the first one, the new commandment. John says it's a new commandment, but it's also an old commandment. I believe what what he means is like it was in in the Old Testament, so they would have known about it and the what is this commandment does anyone know I'm sure you guys know does anyone know want to throw it back to me what's the commandment he doesn't spell it out there but what do you think the commandment is that's the one yes love God with all your love God and love others love one another that is the that is the command so and it was it was there in the Old Testament. It was in Leviticus, and it was in Deuteronomy as well. So that was... But then when John walked with Jesus, he would have heard Jesus teaching this, this commandment. So it's, it's old, but it's also new. It's, um, so that, that's where I believe he's, he's coming from. In, in, Jesus was asked, what is the greatest commandment? And uh, he said in Matthew, he says... He reminds us, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and the first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So that's clear what the commandment is. How do we love God? Um, again, you say like, come on, I know how to love God. It's, it's, it's. This is what we are doing day in and day out. Right, yes, you're right. But I guess let's again just remind ourselves and just refresh our minds. God is the one who first loved us 
It is his love that actually is the source of our love. It is his love that generates our love for him as well as for one another. So he is, he is the source of our love, and he loves us. That's why we can love others. But I, I like this, um, but is he the first in your life? I'm going to read a little bit of uh, uh, something from my, that I picked up. First, God. God is the subject of life. God is foundational for living. If we don't have a sense that God comes first in importance in our lives, we will never get it right. Get life right. Get our lives right. Not God at the margins. Not God as an option. Not God on the weekends. God at center and circumference. God first. God last. God, God, God. <laughs> That's from uh, Eugene Peterson, who, who did the uh, message translation. I found that, he, I found that uh, provoking. Is God the center of everything? Is God, uh, does God influence all? Like, is God there, present, when I make choices in my life? Do, when I make decisions? Is he, do I walk with him? Do I, do I trust him completely? Is he my first point of call? Or is everything else my first point of call? And they don't work, so I'm going to go to go and pray. That's not how it should be, is it? We go to God first. Because he is the source of our strength. And he is faithful. And he is able. So, how do we love one another? The, in, in the Gospel of Luke... Uh, there is a uh, there is a part where Jesus ha- is asked this question about about the uh, loving God and loving others, and Jesus brings the uh, brings the, uh, the parable of the Samaritan. You guys must have heard this uh, parable of Samar- the Samaritan. I'm not going to bring it now. Uh, it's, it's a brilliant story. It's uh, it's in Luke ten twenty five. So what it basically what what it says is there was a guy who was um, who was hurt by the side of the road and how how some people ignored him but a Samaritan who who was actually a kind of an enemy of this guy who was on the on the street uh, battered down he stopped he helped him he had compassion for the Samaritan, had compassion for the guy who was on the, on the road hurt. He took care of him, took him to an inn, paid, the, paid the, the money for him. And so he showed much compassion, much love, and, and uh, looked after the guy. Is that, how you, is that how you see loving your neighbor? Do you see our neighbor as someone that Jesus has died for? Do you see your neighbor as uh, God knows their name and cares for them more than you do? Do you see each other as, as co-heirs with Christ? In, in church, we who believe we are co-heirs with Christ. We are uh, the children of God. 
brothers and sisters? Is that how you see your neighbor? Loving one another takes a bit of intentionality. Is that right? You've got to be intentional about loving one another. Otherwise, it's, it's, it, it just slips away. You just forget. You get uh, life just takes over. But um, could, we, could we make it a point to make it our intention to, to actually stop and, and, and listen and be? The, the people become important that... Uh, in the, in the Samaritan's parable, there, the, the, there was a Pharisee and a Levite who just walked because maybe they were busy, they, they, they had things to do, um, and uh, they didn't have the time. But is, is that how our, our, our life moves? Or do you take time to stop and trust God and, and uh, be compassionate to your neighbor? Uh, last week, in our cell group, we were looking at um, how can we, how can you, how can we love better? And we asked that question, and uh, had a great conversation because people were sharing how they felt about it. And I thought, like, that's that's a great great way to start. And uh, and also, like, uh, have you ever asked your your friend or your partner how can we love you better? How can we love you in a way that that blesses you? Is that a good thing to do? Have you tried that? We, we did try that yesterday. <laughs> yeah, we've got to try it more. <laughs> um, another thing is, like, when you, when you love one another, one of the things that um, uh, God spoke to Andy, who put this, who put this uh, uh, preaching series together, was about forgiveness. Are we quick to forgive? Are we, are we the people who are... Uh, able to again see others as as uh, people who are loved by God, who, who for whom God Jesus has died, who are co-heirs with Christ, who are children of God, and uh, you know I remember that Jesus said like uh, if you give a glass of water to somebody. You will be doing it as if you will be giving me a glass of water, or if you go to see someone in prison, it is as if you're seeing me in prison. Is that how our life? Um, uh, uh, is that how our our lives revolve? So yeah, be quick to forgive, and uh, have compassion. Ask how we can love. Um, in in the scriptures, it it also says like whoever loves his brother abides in, that whoever says he is in the light and hates his brother is still in darkness. So, if, if there is disagreement or if there is hate, that is, that goes against the grain of loving God and loving each other. So, get it sorted out. <laughs> and uh, I know it's, uh, it's easy for me to say, but um, it, it's not at all easy to do. But with God's help, with God's, uh, uh, with, by trusting God and by completely uh, surrendering to him, uh, you'll be able to walk in the light, as, uh, uh, as John's reminding us here. So also, when we love one another and... Uh, when we uh, care for each other, it, it is also a, a brilliant witness for people to see God's light 
shining through us. So remember that. <laughs> um, the second part, uh, I, I love this part actually. This is, this is where I, I felt like God, uh, God wanted to, uh, to remind me about um, take courage. John is building confidence in the people he is writing to by bringing assurance of what God has done in their lives. So he reminds them of, uh, your sins are forgiven. You know God. You have overcome the enemy. You are strong. The word of God abides in you. He's bringing assurance. He's bringing assurance and giving them confidence. So each one of us, are on a journey with God, isn't it? We are on a journey with God. We are in different stages of life, different seasons. We have different challenges, different, different uh, joys and, and sorrows. And so we, we all are in different stages. But also we also are united because of the cross. And we walk together. Uh, we partner in a unique way of serving, in, in, a, in, in each of our unique ways to serve God, and uh, which is which is an amazing, um, amazing, uh, uh, amazing plan of God, and uh, so a couple of encouragements that I assurances that I want to r- remind ourselves is God gave us a spirit of not of fear but of power and of love and of self control. So, remind yourself, like I did last night, <laughs> God gives us a spirit of, not of fear, but of power, of love, and self-control. And the spirit in us, this is, this is life-changing. Jesus abides in you. It's not, it, he abides in you. It's not a problem to abide in him. He abides in you. He loves you. He cares for you. We were, we were uh, Nick was uh, praying for me the other day, a few weeks ago, and uh, he reminded me like, uh, of, that each one of us is unique in a way. We, we are all unique in a way. We have our own unique gifting that God has given us. You guys have giftings, every one of you. And God's given you these giftings. And he, he has plans for you. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, a few days ago, uh, I was listening to something. I think it was uh, Attenborough's uh, uh, Frozen Planet. <laughs> and he was saying, like, uh, the, uh, uh, every uh, snowflake is different. I mean, every snowflake is different. It's a different design. And like, just imagine, like, billions of snowflakes, each one is different. That is mind-blowing when you think of it in creation. Like, how does that even happen? It's quite amazing. So, yeah, so we are all different, but we all come together serving God. We all are unique and all God's gifting. And we, together, we bring worship, we facilitate worship, we do the tech, we do the... PowerPoints, we everything. This is brilliant. So, take courage. God's with you, and you are. Uh, you are on a on a journey with Him. Okay. So, 
I felt like the encouragement here, the assurance here, is also John's, uh, John's efforts to motivate the guys. Uh, the Spirit of God is abiding in you. Stand confident in that assurance. You are a child belonging to the kingdom of God. You are special, actually. This is a life-changing reality that has eternal impact. It's not a time to be timid about your faith. You don't have to shrink back. Let's not forget the Spirit of God in you. So, yeah, like, like I said last night, it's, it's, you know, it's easy to say all this stuff, but uh, when you come to actually walk in it, it takes, it takes us to look at God and put him first and put, fix our mind on him. And, uh, and, and also it takes us to maybe speak to people, maybe talk to someone who can encourage you and support you and, and give, you a, give you a boost. Um, one of the things that uh, I... I kind of uh, have uh, have have experienced is like when when I'm with the uh, non Christians that I shy away from sharing my faith. I would say nothing about um, something that I felt like you know what that's not right. But I wouldn't say anything because um, I don't want to be put in the box. I don't want to be uh, thought of. I don't want to be rejected. So, but. I'm trying to get out of that. I'm trying to talk to God about it, ask God, like, what, what, give me an opportunity to say what is faith-filled, what is focusing on you. Give me an opportunity to, give me the words, the wisdom to say. And uh, I'm trusting God that he will give me open doors. And uh, something that's special in my mind is... um, we're going to Sri Lanka this December. <laughs> and when, I, when we go there, I really want to... Um, uh, quite a few of my family are not believers. I really want to like, speak the good news to them, share the good news to them. They know that I, I, I believe uh, I'm a Christian, they, but uh, which is fine. They, they, are, they are Roman Catholic as well, so it's, it's all fine, they think. But like they... I want to share the good news that uh, uh, that is so important to me. It's so important. I've shared, but like I want to ask God for more opportunities so that I can share and uh, He'd open doors and uh, we can get the message across. Emma's coming with me. She's going to help me do that. <laughs> okay, we're running quickly. Now the next part is about. Part of the scripture is about don't love the wrong thing. Uh, in this one, I just want to read. Uh, the scripture is clear about all the temptations we have. I just want to read from uh, the message because it's. I, I don't need to say anything. I think after I after I take you through this, don't love the world's ways. Don't love the world's goods. Love of the world squeezes out love for the Father. Practically, everything that goes on in the world, wanting your own way, wanting everything for yourself, wanting to appear important, has nothing to do with the Father. It just isolates you from him. The world and all its wanting, wanting, wanting is on the way out. But whoever does what God wants is set for eternity. I thought it clearly explains about 
and not loving the wrong thing. And uh, I think uh, <clears throat> also last week we, uh, we looked at sin and how uh, we can uh, how we can walk in the light and not walk in the darkness and how God's heart is for us to walk in the light. So the, um, the next part that we're looking for in the scripture is be vigilant. It's, it's a long one. <laughs> and uh, uh, it's, 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 if you, when you read the scripture, it's very clear what, what it is. And um, uh, the only thing I want to add is, like, our belief that Jesus Christ is the one true way of salvation must not be compromised. John makes clear that unyielding loyalty to the singular supremacy of Christ as the Son of God is non-negotiable for the Christian church. So uh, 2.27 says, but the anointing that you receive from him abides in you, and you have no need that anyone should teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about everything, and is true, and is no lie, just that has taught you abide in him. So, yeah, the Spirit of God in you will guide you where, when you hear, Antichrist, when you hear uh, Antichrist stuff. Uh, bottom line is, Jesus is the only way to salvation. And if someone is saying it is not, don't entertain that. Not in your life, not in the church. Bottom line. Okay, so we are coming to a close. What I want you to take away is like abide in him. As John says many times, and as Jesus says, Jesus says in John 14, John 15, 4, live in me, make your home in me, just as I do in you. In the same way that a branch can't bear grapes by itself, but only by being joined to the wine. You can't bear fruit unless you are joined with me. That's from the message. Yeah, you are the wine. He, he's saying, I am the wine, you are the branches. So yeah, abide in him. It is, again, I just want to remind you, put God first in everything. Make every decision of yours in line with, with giving him glory. Uh, be intentional about loving one another and uh, and, la- and like uh, uh, last week we looked at le- read his word study his word it is an amazing amazing resource it's an amazing faith builder to know him more to know God more as we prayed in, in the beginning we want to see you more clearly we want to know you and uh, his word is there, and God's given us everything. His spirit is in us. So, yeah, take courage. Don't be timid. And uh, uh, ask God for opportunities to share faith. Ask God for opportunities to, uh, to show, show love, really care about people, because he is in the business of uh, caring for people, and uh, he wants to partner with you. And uh, yeah, he, he, he has many opportunities that we can, we, can, we can work on, we can work with. So yeah, thank you so much, guys. And I'm, I'm just going to pray now. I, I want to pray that uh, 
uh, that you guys just take courage as as you um, as you journey together with us with with God. And yeah, Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the spirit that's in us, each and every one of us. Thank you so much that you are the one who first loved us. Well, we were we were like sheep going astray, but you brought us together. You paid the price for us, Lord. You sacrificed yourself on a cross for our sake. Thank you for what you have done for us. Thank you that... We belong to you, and we are, you are building us together. We are on a journey with you, Lord. And please, I pray that you give each and every one of us opportunities to, to, to love, to care for, to share the good news of the gospel. And I pray that, you'd, um, yeah, I pray that you would yeah, bring anointing to each and every one of us and help us to make you the center of our, center of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.